Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Love, Jones getting near the goal line, is he in? He is! Touchdown Green Bay on the opening drive. Here's Love, pressure, back foot throw, end zone, it is caught for the touchdown! Dontavian Wicks! Oh my goodness! Oh, a little miscommunication there, but Love still stands in. He's got a man wide open, it stops! Comes back to get it! Romeo Dobbs racing up the sideline, and he's down inside the 20. Even a broken play works for Green Bay as Dobbs with a big gainer. He's got 46. Love. Back foot. Has a man wide open. It's going to be caught by Musgrave. Racing towards the end zone. He is in. Touchdown. Green Bay. On the fake. Love. Zips it in there. It's caught for the touchdown. Romeo Dobbs. So much for that home field advantage in Big D. Best team in the NFL the last three years in terms of win-loss record. Undefeated at home this season, and none of it matters because that game, let's face it, wasn't even as close as the final score would indicate. That was a 32-point game uh, in the fourth quarter. That game, yes, exactly, my friend, was over. Happy holiday Monday. It is MLK Day. We're here with you live in our State Street studios. You're watching us on YouTube, hopefully. You're listening out on the ESPN Chicago app. Also over the air, AM 1000, FM 100.3, HD2. It's Carmen and York. Glad to be along with everybody. Kendra and Charlie on the other side of the glass. we got a lot of football to talk about, my friend. Four games down, still two to go because of the weather event in Buffalo. And last we left everyone on Friday, Mike and I did the odds couple, Yurko and I did the show. We knew weather was going to be an issue. Yes. I don't think we knew quite what was in store. And I don't think the area knew until Saturday and that's when they had no other choice Saturday morning when they looked at the forecast, but to say there's just no way we can put. Uh, there was a full on travel ban like across Erie County, right in Buffalo, where yeah. they were telling people they shouldn't they, even they, leave the, they their banned homes. People from from being able to move. Did you see some of the videos? I did of them I doing mean, a snow removal. Well, and not stuff. only that, like what was happening, York. It was like a hurricane with snow. Yeah. 60 mile an hour winds and white like it was wild a lot of drifting going on there oh my god not the drifting that you would see like in uh you know with vin diesel not that kind of <laughs> not that tokyo drift. drift i'm not talking about that kind of drifting a lot of drifts being made by the wind and the snow and it's creating havoc and it caused havoc over there and uh you, even you, you, not only couldn't you see you wouldn't have been able there's no place to sit there would have been nowhere to yeah. there's, there's no just nowhere you would have been able yeah. to play a football game yeah. you know i didn't know it was going to be that bad i don't think right. they did and I know they were monitoring the situation. I think they learned by Saturday morning, yeah. there's no way we can do this. And they were right. And Yurko even talked, uh, you just brought up uh, the videos of the stadium. Yeah. Like the snow removal in the stadium is pretty wild, even as of this morning, to get everything ready for later tonight. Which, uh, well, that game's coming up in about three hours. That game will kick off from... 3.30. Uh, 3.30. 3.30, kick off, 4.30 Eastern yeah. time, right about when we, I get home. Me too. Right about when I get home, I the, the football game's going to kick we off. We have two more games to watch, Eric. Yeah. It's fun. It's nice. I'm going to enjoy the living hell out of it. The best game of the weekend so far, not just like from a performance standpoint of any individual player or players, but the best game was the game I think I was looking forward to most, and that was the game last night. And I know yeah. there are only nine points scored total in the second quarter. I'm sorry, in the second half. Second half. That right. was a terrific football game with some pretty good drama and interesting angles and incredible performances. And I thought it was 
fantastic. And, I, you know. More non-interference, more non-defensive well, holding you're, calls. The officiating, I don't know. Oh, I, it's got awful. It's got awful. I don't know what to say and anymore. To all my that. refereeing friends out there, I apologize. But some officials are just bad. They're bad at what they do. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. They'll have to try to fix it, right? Won't they have to try to fix what has gone so terribly wrong this season and maybe even the last couple? I don't know how they do that. I don't know. D- different discussion for a different day. Yeah, different discussion, it's different a, game. It's awful. Right. But, but the game anyway, in itself, the game was good. The game itself was an entertaining game with the Rams trying to make the comeback, the Rams trying to get up top. And I thought for a second there they were going to pull it off, Yurk. I'm like, boy, this Rams team, Yurko was right. This is a scary team. Who would have saw this six weeks ago, eight weeks ago? Who would have saw the, the Packers being the scary of a team at Halloween? Nobody. Not Packer fans. Nobody. Well, I mean, could have anticipated that the Packers well, would be like this. Well, let's face it. Two of the Final Four are yeah. NFC teams. I mean, NFC North teams. Are NFC North teams. Yeah. yeah. Two of the Final two, Four in the, the Final Four in the conference. Yeah. Yes. Right, that's pretty good for your division. Yes. You know, if you're the Bears, you're kind of feeling good about that. That's fine. Do you feel so, good so, about that, I, or are you scared about that? I do feel good about you're that. You're scared to go buy a dog. Um, three teams in the AFC North made the playoffs this year. That's true. So it's not impossible to make the playoffs in a good division. You can still do that. So, yeah. That's true. That 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 makes me kind of put a smile on my face. Yes. And guess what? That means that your team has got to now address some of the weaknesses that it has. Yeah. No, I feel great about that. I've got no problem. Jordan Love, uh, his first half adjusted EPA per play yesterday was .14 points per play higher than any other quarterback in the wild card round to this point. Looks like they've got a good quarterback. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be another that, 15 years of quarterbacking up there with one guy. <laughs> that kind of separation uh, from first to second place is just absurd. Uh, he did not have one single turnover-worthy throw in the football game. The Packers' early down pass plays, Yerk, resulted. You ready for this? <laughs> now, again, this is one single game. Uh, you know, it's one data point. One the pa- singular <laughs> sensation. The Packers' early down pass plays resulted in one full point of EPA per play. And just so you know how preposterous that is. <laughs> it. It's so preposterous. The best team in the NFL this year on early downs and EPA per play, I think, was San Francisco at like .34. <laughs> this was a full point. Now, again, that's one data point over a full season. You'd never be able to sustain. You wouldn't be able to. Dude, they won't be able to do that again in another game in this postseason. There's just no way. It's so absurd. Uh, and some of that has to be put on the Dallas defense, obviously. It, but just the absurdity of that statistic is... Uh, <laughs> The Packers averaged 7.7 yards per play yesterday. Uh, they found themselves in only 10 third downs, uh, third down situations all game, York. We always talk about the real great offenses and the efficient ones bypass it altogether. That's what they did yesterday. And when they were in third down, they were pretty much, they lived in third and short. They converted 60% of their third downs. And on the Packers' first seven drives, Yurko, to the point where they had that 48-16 to 16 lead. Do you want to take a guess at what they averaged uh, in terms of yards per play on first down? Do you know what they averaged? Yards per play on first down. What were their yards per play on first down? On first down, their yards per play were like 7.2 yards. 10.7. 10.7. I had the 7 right. I had the 7 right. 7.7 yards per play on first down. So, okay. 
Some of that's got to be on the Dallas defense, right, York? Just it absolutely has to be. Getting out-schemed, bullied. We've seen the Packers up close and personal now because, remember, we watched them in Week 18 against our Bears. Yeah. Well, also, that old line, like, that, that old line bullied two teams, right? I mean, yeah. like, bullied them. But yes. the scheme also, I mean, Matt LaFleur took Mike McCarthy to the woodshed. I mean, he he beat him into submission uh, from a coaching standpoint with what they did scheme-wise. It wasn't even funny. I, I, I saw a couple of teams really kind of utilizing the out-and-up or from across the formation, running across and then going up the field um, by safeties getting occupied early in routes. Mm. And jumping routes, going deep and committing, they kind of kept that right sideline wide open for their tight end. Yeah, on multiple uh, occasions. Yeah, yeah. Right? well, the, but that's something you notice that a defense has a. T- they start doing it. They don't do it initially when they start it, and then all of a sudden they jump it. And well, they're right for jumping it because nobody ever threatened that area. But now you do it, and you bring a guy across the safety, jumps him, and goes across the field. Now you got a guy. It doesn't look like anybody's going to threaten the area. But your tight end lines up on the left side, goes across the field, and then turns it upfield. Now he's running in wide open spaces. Yeah. Because why? Remember what I said about Daniel Manning in the Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah. They're always going to dangle something in front of you. They want you to dangle. They want you to get your attention. And once you go ahead and bite, then they're going to slip something past you. That's just the way it works. You're not That's what you try to do against teams. That's scheming something. You see them doing something. And it 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 looks correct, but it's not if you can just provide a little bit more protection. And that's what ended up happening. Matt LaFleur's game plan for handling Michael Parsons was, uh, I mean, again, this is that was top-notch coaching. Now, your players have to go out and execute. I'll yes. always take the player over the coach, the scheme, and everything else. If I've got a great player at my disposal, I'm going to feel pretty good about that, especially when we're talking about the quarterback. He controls so much of the game. Jordan Love was terrific. Uh, but Matt LaFleur absolutely worked Mike McCarthy. I, I like Greg Olson. I think he's very good. I was stunned to hear this from Greg Olson towards the end of that game. Oh, pass. There we go. Hold on. I always think an interesting test. Anytime there's these conversations, and again, I'm, I'm going to be the first to go on record. I think the conversation about replacing Mike McCarthy is crazy talk. So let me just preface it by saying that. But I always think the best exercise is if you let go your coach, would anyone else hire him? I think the answer of Mike McCarthy is clear. I think teams would jump over themselves to hire him to have this level of consistent success. So if the answer to that question is yes, that answers it. Teams where? In Canada? Who in the world would hire Mike McCarthy? It's a new spring league coming. Yeah, The Rock in his league? Oh, no, I, I, th- I think, you know, he, they put, he's put them in a position to compete. I mean, it's unfortunate they get to the playoffs and they get bounced. They're the only team in the history of the NFL to have 12 or more wins in three straight seasons and fail to make a conference title game. Yeah. They can't even win a playoff game, let alone yeah. make a conference title game. Nobody's hiring Mike McCarthy. Nobody's jumping over themselves to hire Mike McCarthy. Uh, that's insane. Well, that's your guy offering his great analysis. Isn't that the guy I, that you love? I love him. I think he's really good. I was like, By wait, the way, what? did he get dressed in the dark? Did you see what he was wearing? Olive, really? Is that what you chose today? Olive? Uh, I'm, today of all days? Yeah, yeah, I mean, what are you Olive? thinking? That's what you came up with? How dare you? What'd you just uh, hodgepodge? That's well, funny. You just throw a bunch of crap up against the wall and just that's say, hey, funny. let's go have a party with it? No, nah, but that, I mean, I don't care the way he dressed. It doesn't make a difference to me. Oh, my God. Um, 
I think they I think they would hire Mike McCarthy. I think somebody Ooh. out there would hire Mike McCarthy if he gets fired. Oh, that's crazy. I can't. I mean, you got to do something to win 12 games. I mean, I, I, I wish they'd do better in the playoffs. Actually, to... I don't. I don't care about Dallas. Dallas can lose, lose every single playoff game they ever make. That doesn't make me sad at all. Bastards. What yeah. they did to Yurko. But, listen, you know, Green Bay is going to be here. And, and Jordan Love is pretty good. Well, let me ask, Can I ask you two questions? And, and anybody that says he doesn't have any receivers, that's a load of crap. <laughs> They've drafted guys. Those guys are dra- drafted. He's also bringing the to most say out you've of got them. got nothing, though. Is that, oh, they don't have any receivers. That's, that's a lie. Jaden Reed is a draft choice. Wicks yeah. is a draft choice. Yeah, Dobbs, Dobbs is a, cha- a draft choice. Just because they've been Watson able to was do a first it. first rounder. Remember, yeah, Christian yeah. Watson was a first rounder. I don't even know if he played. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Even he's if banged off. I mean, he's got, yeah, yeah, I don't, he's got a serious hand. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about the guys that have been an impact all year. Yeah. Those guys are all drafted. Yes. Somebody looked at him and said, you know what? These guys can play. We're going to bring them on our team, and then we're going to try to find, uh, make them productive. What did Green Bay do good yesterday? Dude, what did they do well? We, what did they, yeah, they do well? Sorry, I didn't mean that. What did they do exceptional yesterday? Well, again, I thought they ran the ball exceptionally well. I thought their O-line dominated. I thought they got, I mean, big chunk plays. Their scheme was good. They handled Micah Parsons. They kept him upright for the most part. I think they did all those things well. I don't think they do anything exceptional. They do everything well. And they execute. That's what they, they do. definitely did. That they tackle. That's what they do. They tackle. Okay, and when throwing the ball, they catch it. Sometimes it's the hardest thing in the world to do is to catch the ball that's right there at you. Hey, they catch the ball. They didn't drop the ball. What did CD Lamb do yesterday? He dropped it. What and his CD first three? Did he drop yes, his first three? CD Lamb is fantastic. He might have had the best. He might be the best receiver in the league this year. CD Lamb <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah, you know he is. Yes, the skill set on him is unbelievable. But when you don't do the simple things well, you got to be able to do the simple things well because you're asked to do simple things on every single play. You're not asked to do exceptional things on every single play. You got to do the simple things well. When you do the simple things well, then you set yourself up to one day becoming exceptional. That's what the Packers do, and that's what the Chicago Bears need to understand. You've got to do the simple things well. Okay, when you do that, then you set yourself up for a payday. Then you set yourself up for something good. I have a couple of questions. Uh, the four yeah, games we shoot. watched, Yerk, and like big picture NFL stuff. Uh, I couldn't help but think this weekend, watching C.J. Stroud play, watching Jordan Love play. Watching Jason Goff play? Not Jason. Jared Goff. Goff. Jared Goff. Jason Goff. He's doing Chicago Bulls basketball. Exactly. Jason's doing Bulls basketball. Jared Goff. Bringing it back sort of to the division and how it's relevant. Yeah. I can't imagine how anybody could watch some of the quarterback play this weekend and think, "Eh, Bears are good at quarterback. And I don't want to slam Justin. That's not really what that's about. But how you can't rank the quarterbacks. Rank the quarterbacks in the NFC North, including Kirk Cousins if he's the quarterback at Minnesota. Because right now Minnesota's got the worst quarterbacking room in the world because right, right. Kirk Cousins was hurt. Am I, are we saying Cousins is I'm the quarterback? include Kirk Cousins in then, there. Rank then the your Bears quarterbacks. are last. Okay. There you go. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. Yes. Would you like a redo on the question from a week ago uh, when you guys picked no, Justin no. Fields over I, Jordan I, I, Love? I still, th- I still like the coordinator one. I like my coordinator answer. It depends on who my coordinator is. If it's Greg Roman, I, I think Justin Fields should be the quarterback. If it's, uh, and I forget who I mentioned at this time. They're not even talking about Greg Roman. I understand. They're not talking about Greg Roman. And then I gave another name, and if it was another name, I said you should trade Justin Fields. 
So I said, depends on who your coordinator is. Justin's the worst quarterback in the division. He's ranked number four in the division. Okay, yes. that's a better way to put it. He's yeah, ranked number four. I, I don't, I'm, I'm saying worst. I'm not doing that. All right. He's I'm, ranked number I'm, four. I come from a positive frame of mind. Based off of that, do the Bears well, need well, to upgrade their quarterback? When I try to motivate my people, I stay positive. Okay? Based off of that and what you saw this weekend, do the Bears need to upgrade their quarterback? They either need to find a way to utilize him better, right? Because what he brings to the table is not enough. So they've got to find somebody that can utilize him better or they need a new quarterback. There you go. Simple as that. Yeah, and I like I can't believe how often we are still getting phone calls about like, well, he just needs Brock Bowers and Marvin Harrison Jr. Like yeah, really? Brock Bowers isn't coming to Chicago. Are you watching what San Diego's taking Brock Bowers? Are they? Yeah. Are you watching what's happening around the league with like CJ Stroud throwing the ball to Nico Collins and Tank Dell? And Jordan Love throwing the ball to the anybody. guys he's throwing the Doesn't ball to. Doesn't even make a difference. Throwing the and, ball to anybody. And and the Rams, Puka Nakua was a fifth-round draft pick. Yes. Uh, Puka Nakua is... Brigham Young. Puka Nakua is incredible. Uh, and I, I, like, That's my guy, Les Snead, Cooper out there. Cooper Cup was a third-round pick. Now, yeah. Cooper's been hurt all year, but I'm just saying, like, we know yeah. when he's healthy how good he is. Right. Cooper was a third-round pick, like... I don't know how anybody could say, well, all Justin needs is Marvin Harrison Jr. and everything will be fine. As if he didn't already have an all-world receiver this year. The Bears have one. I just don't get it. I, I don't see how you could watch the, the level of quarterback play and think, meh, good, we're good. Could you argue that? I, those... I just don't get it. One second, Charlie. Jordan Love now over his last, what is it, his last nine games now has... 23 touchdowns uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, 21 touchdowns and one interception. He's got 21 touchdown passes and one interception in his last nine games. Charlie, what were you going to say? Yeah, of those three quarterbacks between Stroud, Love, and Fields, Fields arguably has the best personnel around. Like the offensive line, I think is okay. Uh, well, He's got he, the best receiver. I don't know the line. I, Laramie Tunsil's all world, and the Packers' all line is better than the Bears' all line. That that I will say. Yeah, and I'd argue the Bears have one receiver, DJ Moore. They got a is Darnell not good? Darnell Mooney. Um, I think Cause, Darnell cause Mooney because I, I think I, what you think. I, like, I told you the progression. I, 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 I think what you think about Darnell Mooney, and that's that he's pretty good. Yeah, the, the progression that the Bears utilize, and they don't do it on purpose, just the quarterback and, the, and whatever limitations he has as a pocket passer, they go, and I'm not being critical, this is something I've said all year. Yes. The, the, it goes from number one receiver, it goes tight end, running back, number two receiver. That's the progression. That's, that's his default progression. If anything unsettles him, his default, prog- his default progression is... Um, Number one wide receiver, tight end, running back, second guy on a broken play. On a broken play. An off-rhythm play. Yes. That's, his, that's, that's, what, that's what it is. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody can argue with it. When you're the fourth option, you're not going to get a ton of balls. But I think he's good, and I like how you've always put it. He's going to find his way to Kansas City and watch what yep. happens. Darnell Mooney? Yeah. yeah. Here's my other, and we'll get out to the phones in a second here, and here's my other question for you about the weekend, Yerk. And I feel like... Come on, Carmen. We've heard Yurko say it for 20 years on this radio station. You have told us about your experiences in Green Bay. We've talked 
to Mike Holmgren and Steve Mariucci and Brett Favre himself. I mean, we've gotten your insight on this for a long time. But what the hell is it? Because... And it's not just as simple as, well, they let their guys sit. Look, I can give you plenty of examples of guys that don't sit that are great. Are we watching C.J. Stroud? Do you remember Peyton Manning's career? Uh, I, I, I can give you guys on both sides. Well, I mean, Troy Aikman struggled his first year. Peyton yeah, Manning struggled his first I mean. year. They, like, they struggled and then rebounded. I'll, I'll give you guys on both sides. Right. They sat a little. They were awesome. Right. They started as a rookie. They were awesome. They were like, terrible. And then they yeah. got better. And the team got better. And everybody got better. Yeah. Like Joe Burrow is probably another one you could say. Right. Threw him to the Wolves. Struggled and, early. He's awesome. And now he's great. Yes. Uh, Justin Herbert threw him to the Wolves. That was more because of Josh injury. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yep. So, like... It can't be as, like, I don't want to make this into, well, this is the way you have to do it. Because, no, I can give you plenty right. of examples on both sides. But what the hell do they do up there? Well, because this is absurd. You, you can't say that it's something that they do as an organization because everything's changed I up know. There. So what is the secret sauce? Over the last 32 years. You know, if you go back to 92 when they got Brett Favre, you go back that far. And who was the they're team all, president? They're all it was Bob Harland. It was Tom Bratz. It was Jesse Kay. It was Lindy and Fonny. It was all of that. And then Ron Wolf comes in, gets rid of it, brings Holmgren in. Uh, it brings some new front office people in. Bob Harland eventually retires. They get a new guy that's the team president. It all gets changed. They've had Sherman. They've had McCarthy. They've had this. They've had that. Uh, Ray Rhodes was Ray the Rhodes, head coach there yeah. for a little bit. So they've had, yeah, yeah. it's all been different. So what is it? There. And <laughs> different guys have looked at different quarterbacks and have been able to identify them. Don't I mean, know. He, he, is it fortune? You, is it fortune? I, is it good fortune? Do you remember like when Rodgers finally started getting good, you'd watch him and he'd be like, damn, he does look like he reminds you a little of Favre. And now we're watching Aaron, uh, I'm Jordan Love. You're like, you're he looks like Aaron like, Rodgers. He looks like Aaron Rodgers. Right. I, I, Do you know who's probably the happiest for him? Aaron Rodgers. He's probably the happiest for Jordan Love. I think Aaron has some genuine appreciation yes. for the kid, yeah. right? Yes. I think he does. Well, anytime, it's like having a little brother kind of hanging around with you. And you kind of, you, whether you like it or not, you're teaching him the ropes. Yeah. Any communication you're having in the meetings that he's a part of, he's learning. Sylvie's so distraught, he's not coming in today. Uh, when we're done at 2, we're taking you to Spurs Hawks. The NBA, historically, has done a great job celebrating MLK Day and uh, with, with, its, with its league, its product, games all day. So there is afternoon basketball. We'll take you to Spurs Hawks when we're done. Sylvie refused to come in. He said, I can't I do can't it. I can't do it. He was swinging on can't the swing have, last I saw night. I'm on his swing, Minus all 10. depressed. Minus 10. Yeah, you didn't think I'd swinging do it. Swinging on the swing. You didn't think I'd do it. So, I... I don't know. I'm, it's just other thoughts from the weekend. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look at you. You can't even get over the fact that Green Bay's got another quarterback. I can't. You can't. I can't. My buddy Don Davey and Vince Workman. You remember Vince Workman I with do. Ohio State? They I went. Do. They flew down to Dallas. I know. Now they got a group getting ready to go out. A bunch of guys that played on the 1991 team, and we weren't good. We were four and twelve that year. Right. We weren't good. Ronnie Hallstrom, Rich Moran, Ronnie a couple of guys. Yeah. All these guys are talking about heading out to San Francisco for the game. Naturally, I get the invite. So you've been invited to I've been Santa invited Clara? to go to San Francisco, yeah, Santa uh, Clara, for the Frisco Packer game. Are you thinking about that game? Wow. Is I can think. I can, I can Do we think. know that game's locked in for Saturday night, right? 
Is it? Yeah, that's the Saturday night game. Now it's one of the few things that's locked right. in at this point. I'd hate to get trapped out there and not be able to work on Monday. So that's car- c- kind of a concern for me. You How know what I'm you saying? Oh, you think like weather well, here I mean, or weather something? here in Chicago, yeah. It doesn't have to be anything. Remember, it was the fog down in yeah. in, in Fort Myers. They never had fog in, in Fort Myers in a gazillion years. All of a sudden, you could cut it with, the, you know, it was as thick as pea soup down there. All right. I don't want to be trapped away from here and 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 deny the audience of my wisdom on Monday. Well, come back the game Saturday. What if you come back late? Plan for like a mid afternoon Sunday return flight. Don't you think I want to watch the NFL I, action? I, uh, that's that's problematic. Maybe I fly out to Vegas, you know, and yeah. catch the NFL action after the game. That'd be awesome. Get out there, go to Vegas for a day. Watch the other two games. I don't know if you're getting a flight that late, though, are you? Then catch the night flight back. Maybe, maybe. You're flying out of San Fran, maybe. Yeah, I think San Francisco. Jericho's been invited. He's got something to ponder now in the next 48 hours. Is he going to go to San Francisco for the... He says to me, he goes, you know, I'd like to go because how often do the Packers go to the playoffs? I was like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, the Packers go to the playoffs every year. I'm inadvertently rubbing it in. I'm inadvertently rubbing that that in. They've been in the playoffs... 13 of the last 17 years with three different quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't know. Part of me is kind of happy that Green Bay's got a quarterback in Jordan Love just because it makes Sylvie miserable. It makes all of us miserable. It doesn't make you as miserable because you have, as much as you are a Bear fan first and foremost, you have a, like, Green Bay's got a special place in your heart for obvious reasons. Right, in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. Like, of course it's not going to affect you as much. It's affecting all of us. And Dan Marino's carpet. Got a special special place in my heart. And then the mistake by the lake, Cleveland. I only had one year there, so it's tough to have a place in your heart for Cleveland. Yeah, that, you know? nobody's got a place in their heart yeah. for Cleveland. Other thoughts from what you saw through uh, the first four games of Super Wild Card Weekend. We've got two to go. We've kind of touched on a couple of the games. I want to spend some time talking about more of them with you, things that were good, things that were bad. Uh, Mahomes still undefeated, Yurk, on the first two weekends of the NFL postseason. You realize that? He's never lost in the divisional, uh, the wild card or divisional round. Mahomes has never lost a game. It's pretty good. It's just stupid, dude. Just stupid. Jackson's in Oak Park on the west side. What's up, Jackson? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Good. Um, just got back from Mexico after a week vacation. I came back to negative 25, so that was a lot of fun. Poor bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... My point is I'm with you, Garm, a little bit. Like, what are they doing different? Like, the Green Bay Packers are doing something since 1992. They saw, you know, they're they're finding a quarterback, and it's like within, like, three years. Like, oh, there's, it's like they're like putting something together. Their scouting team is saying, okay, this kid we can develop. You know, oh, we can put him behind Rodgers for two to three years, and he's going to develop incredibly. You know, but there, there's something that they're seeing in their front office that we just don't have a clue of what we're seeing or we don't have time to develop because we haven't had a quarterback since when I don't know since forever there's, yeah there's some yeah I mean there's something that they're doing that they're looking and they're, they're saying oh maybe Rodgers will be gone in three years let's get a guy now so we, you know like how are they so much better at it than everybody else I don't it's know just, it's mind-blowing yeah Jackson it and, is and welcome home sorry it's so cold like Yurko said it they've done this through Different regimes. Multiple regime yeah. changes over three decades. And, like, every time they throw the dart, they're hitting the bullseye. It, it's it's so improbable. Maybe take a map of the United States and plot the graph of the quarterbacks from around the uh, the NFL that have been successful over the last 60 years and see if there's a ge- geographical component to it. 
Aaron Rodgers from Chico, California. He's from California. I, I I think this guy is from he's from uh, uh, Bakersfield, California. Yeah, California. Maybe you plot the graph and you see if there's maybe a ge- geographic thing to it. Tom Brady know. was from California. There you go. I mean, that's what I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to you know spin a yarn here. Maybe there's something geographical. Maybe it's uh, some of the stuff they were eating as a child. I think I don't so know. many good football players come from the South and from California. You're going to find like. The Manning boys are from the South, right? Yeah. Breeze is from Texas. Brady's from California. Rogers is from California. Favre's from the South. Uh, Dante's a Midwestern kid. Marino was a more of a Rust Belt kid. I believe so, yes. Right? You know? Yeah. Uh, but just like off the top of my head, it would, but most of them would seem to come from the South in, in California. Let's go to Chase on the South Side. What up, Chase? Hey, fellas. Happy Dr. King Day. You too, brother. Yeah, listen. Um, so... Listen, I think I told you guys this a couple months ago. Um, I think I we had discussion about this. Like, I'm just I'm getting to the I'm getting really annoyed about a lot of these so called Bears fans because I say this several times. I understand that, you know, Green Bay, okay, highly likely they finally got this franchise quarterback. But is this is kind of where we are now? Is this where we are as Bears fans, where we live off Green Bay's misery and Green Bay's success where if the Packers have success, we feel like it's Armageddon. And when the Packers uh, fail, we act like we won a Super Bowl. Because it's like, as a Bears fan, I have to, this is me. I look at my team, and I feel like, yes, Green Bay always seems like to get it right. But I, I just feel like, as a Bears fan, we as Bears fans, it, look, people can fan how they want to fan. But you have the Bears have to get their stuff self together. Yeah, you know what I mean? they, they do. Have to get That's it right. true. If they just get it right, this conversation will be irrelevant. You know what I mean? Because we have to. The Bears have to get it right on their end. They have to do their do, do their processing, find the right guy, and once they do that. All this talk about whether Jordan Love is good or not would be irrelevant. I mean, that's, you don't hear, that's fair. You don't hear Vikings fans crying but, about Jordan Love being but good. But Chase, that's fair. But they have never done that. I understand that, Carm. Uh, I get that, but but it's just it just seemed like it's just this this consistency of us living in, in Green Bay's world of uh, their downfall, the uprising is just. And I understand it it, it it can be frustrating, but will we even be having this talk if the Bears if they got the number one pick? So say they do finally get it right, then all this talk won't even care no more. No, that's you know very I mean? true. That's all I'm saying. That, and that Chase, that is true, but that's got to happen. Thanks, buddy. That's got to happen. I'm more like I would. I don't say I wouldn't be say that I'm mad either, Yerk. Like I, I don't. I'm more like in shock. I guess I'm. I'm like I can't believe what we're watching, especially because like around the middle of October, I was like, oof. Yeah, I think he's we're bad. Good. Yeah, I'm like I don't think he's right. so good. He was yeah. wildly inaccurate, and and I'm like I don't think we have too much to worry about. I, so, so I'm, what did you see in the quarterback position up there over the course of the year? He's just growth, growth, yeah, development, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm more in shock. I'm stunned. Like I don't, I wouldn't say I, I would. Like if they go out and they get their clocks clean by San Fran, I don't think I would take great pleasure in it. I wouldn't be like super upset if they went out and they stunned but, San Francisco. But right. I'm just more, I, I'm more like I can't believe how good he so looks. Knowing, knowing what you know now, knowing the way they're playing. This game's a lot more appetizing than it looked like, you know, in like week 
12 of the season. If you're going to say Green Bay is going to go play San Francisco There's, yeah. in the playoffs, you'd be like, I don't give yeah. Green Bay much of a chance. I give them a puncher's chance in this one. You know they're double-digit dogs, too. They're 10-point underdogs. I'll take Green Bay and a 10. And be happy with it? I will take Green Bay and a 10. I will march, it, march a Slave. I will do that. Plus the shanty the bookmaker. I mean, how about this matchup, dude? This is going to be good Saturday night. You might want to think about going. Yeah. This is going to be pretty fun. Worst place to watch football game is at a stadium. Yeah, that's true. I I promise you, it's the worst Uh, place to watch football game. It's terrible. I'm with you. That's true. But this is going to be a good one Saturday night. That's why I think I'm just going to sit in front of the TV. There you go. Now, if the Packers go to the Super Bowl... And my man Nitro, Don Davey, can find me a way to get to the Super Bowl. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We got a lot of Bears NFL calls. Ring us up. We got all day for you. We're going to go right up until 2. No Waddle and Sylvie today. Sylvie just couldn't come in after that uh, Packer-Cowboy game. We are going to take He's you to Spurs at Hawks, live from Atlanta, MLK Day. So we have day basketball and lots of it across the NBA. So we'll take you uh, to hoops on this holiday Monday when we're done at 2. we got plenty of time for your phone calls. It's Carmen in New York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Finding a quarterback is hard. I mean, I get it. Green Bay seemingly uh, has figured it out somehow for three decades. Not, Not sure how, but they have. But it's hard, and it's funny how from year to year, it can be so different. So the 2021 class, Yerk, all right? This is uh, the list of quarterbacks drafted in the first two rounds in 2021, okay? Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Yes. I mean, I think Trevor's good, but he also hasn't ascended the way I thought he would. I would say that's fair. I would say that's absolutely fair. Zach Wilson stinks. Zach Wilson is terrible for the New York Jets, yes. Trey Lance hasn't really been able to play. Who the hell knows? But he hasn't played. Right. And the only time he did see him play was a monsoon in Chicago. Justin's okay. Justin's okay, yes. Mac Jones stinks. Mac Jones, even though he had had a I mean, I think he's the most accomplished. Well, no. Lawrence is the most accomplished. But as far as passing yards go, I think. Mac Jones is the second. He probably is. As far as productivity in one season in the NFL, which is rookie season. Rookie year. But it was productive. Yeah. And then Kyle Trask, who doesn't play as a backup. Yeah. Those are the five quarterbacks, Yerk, that were drafted. I'm sorry, is that six? That's six, right? One, two, three, four, five. That's six quarterbacks. Those are the six drafted in the first runs. That's 2021, okay? Yeah. Uh, Now... Let's go back to 2020, the Let's year before. 2020. Here are the quarterbacks. Taken. Uh, five of them taken in the first two rounds. Let's hear them. Joe Burrow. Okay, successful. Tua. We'll get to him. Tua's still pretty good. We'll right, get to I the think cold he's pretty weather. Good too. I, don't, I don't think he's a cold weather quarterback. I just, that's not, that's not in his four day. Justin Herbert. Herbert, pretty good. Jordan Love. Well, very, looks pretty good. And Jalen Hurts. And Jalen, pretty good. Those are the quarterbacks yeah. tr- separated by one year. One year. <laughs> I, I, one year. It, I mean, it's, it's, all, like, it takes, it's, it's right? all like just like that. That's all it takes. Those are the quarterbacks separated by one draft. It's so crazy to me, York. Let's go to down, uh, stay downtown. Kevin uh, joins us now on ESPN Chicago. What's up, Kevin? Hey, guys. You know, watch that game. 
two games last night. I'm sitting there. I'm Googling these wide receivers. Like, when did, when did Puka Nakua get drafted? Oh, wow. Fifth, fifth round. round. <laughs> when did Romeo Dobbs get drafted? Oh, my God. Fourth round. When did Amon Rasse Brown get drafted? Fourth, fourth round. round. And it's like, we got, obviously, the number one pick. Super, super important. But you look at Tyler Scott, fourth round. You look at Bayless Jones, third round. Poles gets credit for the defensive draft picks, but he, he's got to hit on these skill position guys. And I, I just think... You know, there's an expression, it, it be your own people, Carm. It, it be your own organization, Carm. Like, these these guys get these these guys in, and they turn them out, and, and situations, everything. But, man, wouldn't it be nice if we're sitting here next year talking about our rookie fourth-round draft pick playoff performance or something and just hoping that we, we can land some of these because that's, that's really the difference. Um when you yeah. when you look down the line beyond this top pick, yep. which, which is the obvious one, I think the, some good points, Kevin. Yes. So this comes from my Iowa neighbor Dan Bolsold. You know Bolsold, I know right? Bolsold. Danny B. Absolutely. His buddy Doyle's listening to the show, right? So he sends him a text that's copied back to me. Mm-hmm. He goes, "They're talking on New York's ESPN show. The Packers are so successful, and the Bears stink." The answer is simple. Success always starts at the top of any business. It doesn't matter that the Packers have had different. Uh, head coaches over the years. The fact is, the Bears have always had the McCaskies and Ted Blank and Phillips. So that's the reason. The Bears have always had the same Blank leaders, and the Packers haven't. And the idiots that think Kevin Warren has free reign to run this business are blanking naive as Blank. So... You blame the McCaskies all the way up at the top, in essence, is what this... Text is Which saying. is weird because I feel like George doesn't really meddle. And as far as I can tell from some of the things I, I've gleaned over well, the last couple of years. what's the one consistent thing that you've had? Oh, it is the McCaskey family. It's the McCaskey family. And yeah. what's the other consistent thing that you've had? Substandard quarterbacking. Forever. Yeah, but if he doesn't meddle a lot, I, I, and that could, you could be very right. It could still be the problem. Did we put way too much faith in Kevin Warren, too, to fix all this? Well, he hasn't been given a chance yet. He's in, what, he's a half a year in now? He's a year in. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, I think he started officially like in April. So you're right. right. But he didn't come here, you know, up until probably after the draft. And then, remember, yeah. he took over. He took the job. Yeah. Then, you know, took like four weeks off. Yeah. Getting himself situated. I mean, I can go back to my text when I when I got the news, when I broke the news that Kevin Warren was going to take the Bears It job. was probably this time of year, and then he had a transition out of the Big Ten right. and into that role. Yes. I don't think he, like, went to his office at Hallis Hall until April. You're right. You're, yeah. like, right around draft time. And, I, and at that point, he was very hands-off. He was just getting in there. You know, and I, I, I again, I as far as I can tell, George doesn't meddle a lot. So how do they keep... You know, how have they gotten themselves to this point? And, and maybe Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles can fix it. I sure hope they can. I really, I mean, really. Marcus is in Woodstock. What's up, Marcus? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? Good, man. Oh, man, long-time listener. Thank you guys for taking my call. Sure. I uh, So, you guys, you've been asking the question over and over. How? Why does Green Bay, what have they done to, to get it right? And the answer is so obvious. <laughs> It's because Chicago has this big problem of wanting to kiss 
our starting quarterbacks behind. Instead of saying, I don't care what you feel. I don't care about your feelings. We're going to draft another quarterback. He's going to develop behind you. And then when he's ready, he's going to play. Brett Favre put up a big stink when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. They didn't care. Aaron Rodgers put up a big stink when they drafted Jordan Love. He didn't, they didn't care. We're sitting here ready to run Justin and trade him. Why? Draft another quarterback. Let him sit behind Justin Fields until he's ready to play. That's the problem. We run the starting quarter. Jay Cutler got off the hook all the years he was in Chicago. Let's not draft another quarterback and let him sit behind Jay and develop. No, no, because Jay's feelings will get hurt. Green Bay doesn't care about their starting quarterback's diva complex. You accept the next quarterback, he's going to develop, and when he's ready, he goes out and plays. That's the Chicago Bears' problem, and that's half the NFL's problem. You're only going to get a couple Joe Burrows. You're only going to get a couple Justin Herberts that come in ready to play day one. Rack them. Marcus, yeah. well done. Well All done, right. Marcus. Uh, early clubhouse leader for uh, caller of the year. I was a boy. Late December last year, early January last year for Kevin Warren being hired. That's what I thought it was about yeah, this time. I went back it, and took a look at it. Yeah. And again, they had a transition out yeah. of Big Ten. And right, they, yeah. right, right, right. So Marcus. But he was certainly here before the draft. Marcus brought it. Yeah. Uh, if Thank you've, you, Marcus. If you've listened to uh, me uh, pontificate or whine, uh, however you want to put it, uh, oh, about the quarterback situation over the years, how many times have I said, Sort of what Marcus was. Now, I, again, I don't really get too wrapped up in he's got to sit or he's got to start, but I agree with Marcus on this point. The Bears have been far too hesitant to draft quarterbacks. They have not put enough resources and the proper resources into scouting, drafting, and then developing a quarterback. And if you've never heard me say it before, you know, I gave Yurko the stat. This is going back a couple of years, I threw the stat at him. Since 2010, the Patriots have drafted more quarterbacks than the Bears. Just think about the timeline, folks, and think about the absurdity of that. It's absurd that that would happen. Of course. Yes. And so I do agree with Marcus's general thought. Like, And I don't know if it's they're afraid of like upsetting their quarterback or what, and these other teams aren't. Like Belichick wasn't afraid of upsetting Brady, and the Packers were not afraid of upsetting Favre or Rodgers. And in 10 years, right. they'll probably draft someone, and Jordan Love might get upset. Right. And they don't care. But I, I kind of, just listening to Yurko talk about Ron Wolf's philosophy all those years, and you start tracking what the successful franchises have done, and you see, oh, they really take a lot of swings at the quarterback position. So... I agree with Marcus, and I've said it for a long time. They have failed miserably in terms of scouting that position and putting some of their draft assets and capital towards it. They should be drafting quarterbacks constantly until they get it right. And they haven't done that. And how anyone can think that they can walk away from this draft without a quarterback... And now maybe you want to, you know, take your side and Bo say Nicks. it could be someone later. Yeah. But to, for anyone to think that the Bears could come away from this upcoming draft without a quarterback, I, I, I will never be able to comprehend it. It's completely absurd. All right. They traded for Favre in 92, right? Gave away a first round pick. They traded for Favre in 92. They went and drafted Ty Detmer in the ninth round. The next year, they drafted uh, Mark Brunel in the fifth round. 
So there's three quarterbacks that they acquired. In 95, 94, no quarterback. In 95, you might know this name, Jay Barker. Yes, of course. And uh, Jay Barker was quarterback at Alabama. He's in the media now, and that's what he does. He did not fire as a quarterback with us. They drafted him in the fifth round. So here they are. They're just drafting quarterbacks over and over and over again. Kyle Wachholz in 1996. I don't even remember him. Out of USC. Quarterback. Ron Makeda the next year. Quarterback in the seventh round in 97. Matt Hasselbeck, who they traded away, right? Yes. Who was very good. Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. In 1999. a starter in the league. So from 92 to 99, it's damn near every year. Every Every year year they're drafting a quarterback. Do you see what I'm saying? And the Bears don't do it. They never really have. And it is part of the problem. Because you may luck into one if you do it. And you take the capital that you have, the assets that you have, and dedicate some of those to the most important position that you have failed to get right for the better part of 80 years now. Draft quarterbacks. That would help. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. That's a one timeout left of second and nine for Jared Goff in the line. Three five, Goff's going to throw it. It's caught by St. Brown for a first down. Big balls on that, Dan Campbell. I love them. And listen, they fail there. I I get it. It could be much different. And you say, so much for the big balls. Who cares? He's he's an idiot, and it costs his team the game. Two-minute warning. One more first down. Ices it because the Rams are out of timeouts. What does he do? Second nine. Let's his quarterback throw the football. And he throws it to one of the best wide receivers in the game. Fourth-round pick, by the way. And Amon Ross St. Brown executes and catches it. And it's a good throw from Jared Goff. And they ice the game. And they ice the game. That's three kneel downs and the game's over. I kind of loved it, Yurk. I know know Campbell takes some heat sometimes. And from time to time, he does do some crazy stuff. But you got. And he's worn it, though. You know, he's come out and said, hey, I did it. The fake punt that they did the one time they got their asses kicked. It was weird. Um, Other times against the Bears, I think when the Bears beat him, he did something stupid. So he wears it. He says, fine. I made the decision. I did it. It's on me. Got to kind of love him, though, man. Well, that's fine you. as long as as long as you got a short memory. You yeah, know? as long as you got a short memory, because you got to be able to throw all that criticism, all that crap, right in the garbage, and you got to go back about the business of being who you are. You can't let it then affect you as you move forward. I'll tell you this: I bet you every other team in the NFC right now was like, "Thank you, Detroit." I think that Rams team's pretty scary, and now nobody else has to worry about them. Right? Uh, look, the red zone was the football game. Okay. The Rams, you ready, Yerk? Yep. Out, the Rams outgained the Lions by nearly 100 yards. They averaged 7.7 yards per play to the Lions 6.1. They generated a much better EPA per play. But the Rams went 0 for in the red zone. Yeah. And the Lions went 3 for 3. That was the game. McVay's got to be kicking himself today thinking about that. But I bet you everybody else looked and was like, I'm okay with the Rams being out right now because. That suddenly looked like a pretty scary football team. Yeah, I, I, I thought the Rams kind of you know reverted back when they had key players getting hurt last year. 
you can expect a drop in performance. That's that's what happens sometimes when you have key players getting hurt. And it did. They all came back. And now they've had to go through, they've had to shed some salary, and they've let some guys go that helped them win the Super Bowl. But that's all part of it. And you remember we talked to Les Miles, the general manager. Les Snead. Les Snead, thank you. Les Miles is from uh, LSU. Yeah. We talked to Les Snead. And Les Snead said, listen, when you can, when you got to go for it, you got to go for it. Look how quickly they kind of turned it around. Yeah. You know, right back yeah. in the playoffs this and year. And they were in a little bit of cap hell, and they kind of mustered through the cap hell that they've got. They paid their defensive lineman a lot of money, and that defensive lineman deserved that. Yes. You know, at some point, he's not going to be able to play. I don't even know if he plays to the level that he's played to in the past, but sometimes you got to pay a guy off for playing the way he's been. Absolutely. He's a three-time Defense player of the year. Scheme-wise, I thought it was good, too. They kept getting, who is it? Who's the linebacker? Jones? Is that the guy they kept getting? They kept getting him singled up onto, onto their backs. Uh, you know, the line. Yeah. He, and uh, that was good. That was good defensive stuff that they were doing in that second half. I mean, it really was. I think the Rams, you know, who knows with some of the injuries. You know, they had guys. You know, Puka had to go to the medical tent for a minute. Stafford did. I can't. Uh, boy, he looked like he was kind of out of it. But, okay, he comes back. He gets his arm stepped on. Who knows when we talk about the attrition, but I bet you everybody looked around the league and was like, I'm kind of glad McVay and Stafford and that Rams team and Puka are out right now because suddenly that team looked like it had some teeth. And they got a coach who can coach. And that guy can scheme with the best of them. And they've got some explosive players. And Puka's awesome already. It's just an incredible story. But uh, that that was the best game. Yes, I was looking forward to that yep. one, and that one delivered. That was the best game. Hopefully we get a couple of good yeah, ones today. I mean, 27, 27 nothing, uh after the interception return for the touchdown right before the half. And thank God Dallas did something before the half. They put seven points on the board. Yeah. At least you kind of, okay, they're trying something. But they yeah. did something. They completed some passes, thank heavens. Pretty ugly. Yeah. We haven't talked too much about the uh, the frigid night in Kansas City. The Peacock game. We haven't the, talked we, about yeah, the Peacock I, I, game. I, I want to talk to you about that. Okay, let's start with that. And if there any continued conversation about like your takeaways, watching these young quarterbacks, how you relate it back to the Bears, what they need to get accomplished this offseason. The Texans had three wins like the Bears last year. The Texans are into the divisional round of the playoffs, folks. Bears won seven games. 3-1-2-3-3-2-3-7-7-6. We're back in two minutes.